Welcome to The Banker Midweek, your weekly look at what the industry is talking about, offering information bankers like you need to know. Welcome everyone to The Banker Midweek, and this is one of our favorite Banker Midweeks because we are on the road. We are at the Hilton Bankside at the Global Banking Summit, brought to you by The Financial Times and the banker <laughs> one of our favorite publications and we have here joy mcknight <laughs> and myself liz lumley so um everyone knows that the banker midweek is about talking about stories live on the banker site and newsy bits that we find interesting so but today we're going to talk about stories live on the banker site and stuff that we found interesting at the global banking summit so joy i'm going to start with you what's What's on the site now that you find rather interesting? Well, I'll be self-promotional <laughs> and talk about my interview with Ajay Banga, who's the president of the World Bank. So he came into the FT studio last week to do a three-part interview, and the first part is live on site, and maybe the second might be live on site by the time this goes live. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it was such an interesting interview, just because he was explaining how, you know, since he took over as World Bank president uh, in June, how he's gone on this world tour, uh, and it even predated when he actually took up the role, but it predated uh, for three months before that. But he's been on this world tour, he's been going around talking to people, so I asked him really what he learned during his world tour. And then we also talked about his vision for the World Bank and sort of redefining the World Bank. So there's a lot of talk about among the multinational development banks about redefining their role. Uh, going forward, um, and so especially around climate, etc. And so he is also looking at that. So they've created a new vision um, called, uh, you know, creating a world free from poverty on a livable planet. Mm-hmm. And so that's the main tenant of the new vision for the World Bank. So he talks about that. He talks about some of the challenges uh, that is coming up in terms of the world economy, etc. Um, but also he also talks about uh, ahead of COP28. He's looking at some of the things the World Bank was doing in order to make a make for a more sustainable and resilient world. So mm-hmm. super interesting. How about you? What are you, what are you seeing on the site? Um, so I was going to go backwards a little bit. Um, I'm going to start with the Global Banking Summit because it relates kind of to a story that's in our uh, December issue of the magazine um, and also on thebanker.com. Mm-hmm. Um, so there was an interview with uh, T.S. Annell, who's CEO of Monzo, uh, this morning at the, at the, sh- at the, at the show. And he talked a little bit, I mean, a lot of the new banks do this, and some of the traditional banks do this. He said, oh, we've got, you know, a kind of a, a round-up savings option, you know, where people round up to the mm. pound. And he said, I think about 18 million pounds has been saved by Monzo customers. Um, and I know Monzo was one of the first banks to um, to do a freeze-your-card option if you lost your card so that you didn't have to cancel it. And then, of course, you saw the traditional banks kind of copy some of these little, mm. these little movements. And it's interesting, from a consumer point of view, these small little things seem small, right? And they, exactly, I know you're nodding. For, for the audience yeah. at home, Joy is nodding. <laughs> they seem, but they seem like those small little things that just make your life easier as a banking customer. And But for traditional banks, even doing those small things is very difficult. Mm. And one of the reasons, and this has been talked about for a very, very long time, is layers and layers of legacy architecture. And um, I read a, a blog post on LinkedIn a few months ago or a few weeks ago that said a lot of banks are calling these things zombie cores. So they're like dead. Mm. <laughs> dead. So we wrote a piece, which is, I wrote a piece in the December issue, it's on the website, called Are There Zombie Cores Near Bank? And these are basically you know, uh, servers, 
usually on COBOL, mainframe, ancient lines of code. The people who wrote them are, you know, retired in the Bahamas now. They're <laughs> <laughs> not there. And they're just too scary to be touched. And mm. that's, you know, when you have, like, the, the buzzy CEO of Amonzo at the bank saying, oh, yeah, we just did this roundup for customers. We know how difficult it mm. is for a traditional bank to be that agile and to put out a product like that for their customers because they're just sitting on you know the mm. walking dead <laughs> going for but yeah so I sort of uh, combined that together that's what I was thinking I think that's really interesting because my panel at the global banking summit was really around that move to cloud mm. uh, infrastructure so we had Paula Taylor from Thought Machine which is a core cl- cloud-based core banking mm. uh, provider and then we had Intessa San Paolo um, head of transformation uh, uh, Paola uh, Papa Nicholas and then we also had uh, Tanner Akok, um, who's head of APIs, etc., at Deutsche Bank. Mm-hmm. So two incumbent banks, um, but also, and then, you know, a startup which is trying yeah. to address that whole, zomb- that whole zombie core mm-hmm. situation. And I just think it's so interesting, you know, that path to, you know, a much more agile mm-hmm. um, tech stack, you know, and how important it was. But one of the questions that I thought was quite interesting was really about, because obviously there's also been this big thing, I think we've seen all seen the ads about IBM modernizing their mainframes, yep. <laughs> et cetera, and putting out all these ads, et cetera. And so, you know, one of the questions that I asked at the start was really is like, is having a cloud strategy, you know, is that critical for the future of a bank, mm. right? And then the other thing is like, could you just modernize have middleware connecting yeah. to cloud, which is where the customer-facing applications are, yeah. and leave the mainframe as a product ledger. Yeah, yeah, but or at least you know, but modernize that mm. mainframe as well. Um, and of course, most banks are running a hybrid, mm. um, you know, uh, model in the sense that they have still have on-premise um, architecture as well as in the cloud. Mm. Um, but I. Th- Thing everyone. Well, I know Paul Taylor was definitely <laughs> leaning towards the cloud, um, but I Shocking. think yeah. But I think everybody was sort of leaning like, okay, there are there are times, but we definitely need some mainframes, let's say. But really, the future is in the cloud. Yeah, yeah. And then um, I did a, a roundtable on SME financing at the at the banking summit today, which was the word that I took away was gap, mm. which is. Um, Everyone talked about, uh, you know, policy shortcomings, technology shortcomings, uh, regulatory shortcomings that just leave gaps for certain small to medium-sized mm. enterprises to fall through and yeah. not get served, um, because we all know there's all different flavors of small, medium-sized businesses. But it was an interesting discussion, which of course didn't come to any conclusion. But we all know this is yeah. a big problem. But I guess talking about it helps yeah. think. Okay, now we need a it's way like to therapy. solve. Yeah, now we need a way to solve <laughs> these things. Coming back to what's on our site, I just wanted mm-hmm. on thebanker.com. I just wanted to flag that obviously we're going into COP28 mm-hmm. in Dubai at the moment. I think it starts in the next couple of days. Um, and we have a lot of COP28 and sustainability mm. um, uh, articles on site. Uh, one is from uh, Hugh Van Stienis, who was the um, special advisor to Mark Carney when he was at the Bank, Bank of England mm-hmm. um, and now is at Oliver Wyman. But he has, you know, he's quite a big voice. Uh, in some of the sustainability ESG issues and things. So that's one of the articles that I'd like to highlight because I just think, um, yeah, he picks out some very poignant things that people need to really think about as they go into COP28. Yeah, I think also to say that to end up 
some of you may notice we've had some changes to the website. Mm. We have we have pillars. So we've got uh, five content, content, content pillars. pillars, five distinct content pillars. So what Joy was talking about will be in our uh, ESG and sustainability newsletter, which comes out every Friday. Uh, we also have newsletters focused on global economies, banking strategies, the digital journeys, and regulations. So no, we can't leave regulations out. Yeah, definitely <laughs> can. So they'll be coming. So we have six full days and a wrap up on Sunday. Oh, yes, that's the Six full days of newsletter content from the banker. You don't need to go anywhere else. (laughs) Thank you, Joey. Thanks so much, Liz. Thank you for listening to The Banker Midweek, part of the portfolio of podcasts from the editorial team at The Banker, available on thebanker.com and wherever you get your podcast fix. Search on The Banker Podcasts to listen to more.